Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. I'm so glad you joined me. This is going to be a great time today because I know this person personally. Uh, my guest today is Renee Springer. Welcome, Renee. Thank you. And Renee is a good friend. I haven't known Renee and her husband, Stephen, for a long time. But when you meet the right people, it clicks. It does. And so we click. <laughs> I click with her husband. They're great people. They lead a ministry called Global Presence uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Why don't we start talking about that a little bit? Sure. Then we'll move into some hope discussion. Sounds good. Um, well, God moved us here like suddenly back uh, three years now, May mm-hmm. of, um, uh, May of, what was it again? 2020. Yeah, mm-hmm. May of 2020. And so it was a sudden move. Well, it was in the pandemic too. It was a sudden move. Yeah, yeah it was, it felt like out of left field, but God has a plan. Mm-hmm. And so he uprooted us, sent us here. And he said to start by um, establishing an eagle's nest and setting a table of his presence. So we started just worshiping and praying and establishing a place of his presence and then a prophetic community, an eagle's nest. Right. And so, and now we're starting to build apostolically in this season. God has spoke to us to start to build apostolically, to build up the body and make room for many expressions. Yeah, so. it's really great what you guys are doing there with a prophetic community and bringing in different prophets. And I want to show a picture now of where they actually have their services. This is on your property yes. and it's a, a beautiful venue where people come together and um, then you have people that are established there yes. and are in training. Uh, talk about that training. Well, we're training people in the prophetic, um, a lot of training, but but more so how to take the prophetic into the spheres of society, not just in the church, but how to um, operate in the prophetic anointing in the hills of society and the, right. the hills of culture, which is amazing. So we're really believing for that anointing um, to come and give people creative solutions and um, innovative ways of moving with him in in culture. So we cultivated in, but it's to be taken out and to impact culture. Well, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church. He said, don't despise prophesying. What I've found, Renee, is people outside the church, you prophesy to them, they don't despise it. Oh my goodness, no. They What's their reaction usually? It's amazing. Um, when you see people the way God sees people and you call out the gold in them, it's amazing. Their heart responds. They're made for it. They're mm-hmm. made to hear the voice of the Lord. They're made to respond to hope and who they really are. So it's so fun because you just you just look at people and, and when you speak to who they are, they respond. Yeah, it's beautiful. It, it is. In a very and, natural way. It doesn't it, have to be. I, li- yeah. I like that you're teaching and training people outside the church walls. Um, that is where I think prophecy is really at its best. I, yeah. And I think one of the things we're challenging in some mindsets is like, okay, um, how do we look at being a prophet, not only in the church, but to our cities? Right. How do we pastor cities? How do we prof- be, How do we become prophets to a city? How do we um, become teachers to our community and outside the church? Things get cultivated in and it's really important because that's where our culture is created and we Mm -hmm. encourage one another so that we take it out. I like that approach because uh, Jesus said in my hometown, I can't do many miracles. (laughs) So for you to (laughs) train people to go to other cities right now, uh, I'm involved in Las Vegas and I found it so it's so rewarding going there five times this year and prophesying into that city and bringing in prophetic and apostolic people. And it seems uh, easier there 
it does. than it is in Dallas. Yes, it you know, does. they're actually excited to see me. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the prophet showed up. <laughs> Let's do this. Dallas is like, oh hi, John. <laughs> you know? It's it's, and very, it's okay. It's true, and it's people are just very. It's a it's a wonderful time for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we you know we know that there's a great harvest, and I believe. Um, people um, operating the prophetic anointing and being trained in that can uh, we can reap a great harvest with that right. continue because people respond. It's so beautiful. Right. Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions. I know we're going to deal with hope, yeah. but I think it, it deals with our culture right now sure. because our our culture in this nation is so hungry for the supernatural, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are not hungry for church. Right. You know, yeah, they they've been burned or they don't think the church has power. Yes, and so they're hungry for the supernatural. When you teach, how do you let people know, or, or when you go out, what's the difference in someone with psychic abilities mm-hmm. and someone flowing in the prophetic ministry? Yeah. Well, we make it really clear where the power source is. Um, again, spiritually, um, there are people who are psychics that have a gift, but it's the wrong source. Right. So we clearly, anything that points to Jesus, anything that glorifies him, we get to uh, be the display of Jesus on the earth. Right. So every, it must always bring people into a closer relationship with God. It must always point to Jesus. And so um, the beautiful thing is, as we speak to people and say, you have a gift, let me just point you to the true source that'll mm-hmm. make everything make sense. Because people are operating out of a out of a wrong source or you know out of a demonic source or whatever it is. Um, they're they'll they won't find peace they won't be right. at peace You're and right. when you we offer them peace and rest and we show them the way they it's amazing i think we're going to see a great harvest in that area in, oh, in psychics new age or you know new age and then as the church i feel like the church has to get over our fear we got to be we got to have more faith in um in god spirit leading us into all truth than the enemy's ability to well, deceive you, us you know right? renee you know? this is interesting <laughs> you can have someone singing at a nightclub or playing the drums in a, in a band that's secular, and they come to Christ, and we're like, they're going to be great on a worship team. You get a psychic redeemed, everybody's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. whoa. But you said, which I agree with, they're gifted. Yes. So they're gifted, gifted, but they're going to the wrong source. Yes. So I love that approach. Yes. So they actually are operating in words of knowledge into words of wisdom that are not really wise because the devil doesn't know. So here, here's how I look at it. Let's say you're going to a psychic and the psychic will say, hey, you have an aunt. Her name starts with P. Oh, Aunt Penelope. And you're like, how do they know? Demonic There's revelation. Any, right. Anything up to right now, the supernatural world knows about. Yes. They don't. They can't predict. the. They can predict the future, but they don't know. Right. But if I buy into, oh, you knew my Aunt Penelope <laughs> and my grandma that's in heaven Familiar right now. Spirits, yeah. Right? From a, so now I'm going to buy whatever you tell me about the future. And right. that's that's where that's it goes the, off the rails. So and true. that's where it leads people into darkness. And what I see is the opposite plan of God. Yes. The the enemy is leading people away from the plan of God. Right. So I'm I'm so glad you're training people okay. correctly in the prophetic movement. Um let's talk a minute about Acts 16. Paul and Silas, they just inducted Timothy <laughs> into ministry. They uh, were led by the Holy Spirit to several different places. Sure. Then they ended up at Philippi. And Lydia received Christ at the river, mm-hmm. and they stayed with her. She began to support the ministry. And then while they're going around in Philippi, this slave girl yes. who is possessed by a spirit <laughs> and the spirit of divination. So she was doing this. She was probably prophesying to people. Yes. And she was also saying, Oh, look at these wonderful flattery. men of God. Yeah, flattery just and finally, the scripture says Paul got 
frustrated, <laughs> angered, whatever. And he was like, enough of that. Yes. So here, here's what I want to look at. Here's what I've been exploring. Okay. I think Paul was upset, but maybe not at what I always thought, that he's upset that this girl is uh, distracting us. I think he was kind of ticked off because people were profiting from her gift. Mm -hmm. yes. They were using her. They were, using they were abusing her. her. She was a woman. She didn't have rights. She yes. was a slave. She had no rights. Uh, they were making money off of her. They weren't going to let her go. And I think Paul got mad at that too. Yes. And so I'm sure you, when you see people that have a gifting but are used by the enemy, it probably frustrates you. Yeah. I feel like it, what happens is we, we have to uh, separate the person from the spirit or the action. So, you know, seeing the person for who they are and then being upset at what's holding them back right, or being right. upset at what is, you know. And so it, uh, as prophetic people, we have to really uh, cultivate seeing the person through redemption's eyes, but also what they're operating in so that we can help right. bring them into freedom. And so, Paul, it was really funny. I used to rely on my husband's discernment a lot. He mm -hmm. was uh, very discerning right away. Um, I had to start to pray for the gift of discernment because I thought, Oh man, he's not going to be with me. My husband's right. not going to be with me all the time. Right. I got to, I got to own my own discernment. So I started praying, God, I, you know, I need that. And, um, you know, I found myself getting very irritated a lot. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I went to my husband one day, I go, you know, when you discern something, do you feel like irritated? He's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that would have been nice to know a long time ago because I run around being irritated thinking what is wrong with me, right? right? Well, sometimes the gift of discernment is like that irritation. I imagine right. Paul was just like, you know, feeling yeah. that irritation, but also compassion for the person right. and 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 seeing that people were using her. And so he he had to, you know, walk that out. He had to discern and call out the spirit and right. call that out and deliver. Um, but also I'm sure he saw the fullness of who that woman is yeah, to be and was right. to be. Yeah. And it, it stirred quite a revival yeah. in the city. And then it stirred quite a persecution for him that brought <laughs> well, about <Paul. laughs> another revival yeah. with the Philippian jailer and his friend being uh, uh, yeah. being saved and his family being saved and baptized. So God always has a plan if we'll obey him. You know, looking back at that story, timing is also right. On, I think so Paul good. knew, okay, I'm frustrated with the situation. She's obviously mm -hmm. not in the same spirit we're in. When do I do this? Right. Because he knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he yeah. knew. And when when you operate That's in good. that gift of discerning of spirits, you not only discern what spirit is going on, you start to see beyond what's going to happen when this happens and this happens and this happens. So, good. so Paul, interestingly enough, uh, did not run once this girl was delivered. He Come waited on. around because he knew there was a bigger there purpose. Always a bigger now, purpose. Now I have to tell you times that I have been, I remember being in India they asked me to uh, baptize some Muslim people. And in that part of India, if you converted, they wouldn't mind killing you right. yes. and whoever converted family. you. Yes. So I would always schedule the baptisms the day before I left. This guy, <laughs> Smart. There's always time. Yeah, the, the timing. But, but when I look at Paul and Solace, I'm like, man, they just stayed around, waited because there was a higher purpose. So, so yeah, that, that's so cool that you are training people yeah. in that. And, and I think another... Part to that is like Paul knew that he would when he was okay with stirring things up. Yes, I think that's a part of Paul and the apostolic right. and even the prophetic that the church is, um, you know, embracing more is right. like this intensity, this stirring things up that the apostolic and prophetic bring right. because we need reformation, because we need a changing of the way we think and do things, right. and we need to be challenged. Yes, and I think the church has 
we got to get okay with being challenged. Our mindsets are, you know, challenging always because God needs to shift some things. So I love the, you know, I love Paul and, you know, the early disciples and just they they stirred up, they stirred things yeah, they up. Did. And I think that's happening again. It is. And it's going to change the face of the church. I we're going to, you know, we're looking different. We're going to, you know, and we really, God wants us to take back what the enemy has stolen. Right. So it's really important. Now, as we move forward, mm-hmm. and this is a hopeful word um, to you watching whatever okay. nation, I sense in my spirit, um, and I don't even have to be real spiritual to discern this, that there is a, mo- a coming money crisis. Yeah. It's already caught up on us. I'm choosing not to participate in it. Right. You know, I, I, it's yes. not going to sink me. It's not going to sink the ministry I'm involved in yes. or the church I pastor. We will continue moving forward. But what I do see is going to catch a lot of people unaware. Right. And it's going to bring further reformation, mm-hmm. just like COVID brought some reformation to the church. And we're still yes. figuring out what all that that was about. So God has a big plan and uh, he has people like you and your husband inserted into society right now for times such as it's exciting, isn't it? it? And you guys are writing your first book. Tell me about that. It's called The Fire of Perfect Love. So, you know, it sounds so funny, but if we're not motivated by love, what are we doing? So we, we felt like this is our first book needed to be kind of the core message. And so the fire of perfect love, how the fire of God's love comes and um, brings forth the gold, brings burns away things that hinder love so that we can be love. So And so it's all about really getting back to the foundations of why are we here? Why are we doing what we're doing? It's all about a love relationship with God and then conveying that love to, to the world around us. Yeah, that's, so, that's awesome. <laughs> I love practical tools yeah, in there. Too. I love to be around authors. <clears throat> I'm uh, interviewing another two more this week, two more authors. So uh, you're prophetic in nature. What would you tell people who are watching that have a book inside of them that have maybe never written a book or maybe they've written one and there's another one? How did you get ready for it and how would you tell people to be ready? You know, you <clears throat> you live your message. You live your message, what you are living out. Sometimes the most profound things are things that you're already walking in and you don't think it's profound. You don't Mm -hmm. think it's because you're living it. It's a part of you. A book is a part of you. It's like God continues to write his story on the tablets of human hearts. And so just write your story. Just tell your story. You will be amazed at what what God does with it because each one of us convey God, um, God's, who God is uniquely. And that comes out in... You know, whether it's books or art or, you know, there's many ways that who you are can be expressed. So I would say just really um, become more confident that you're living your message and then and then express that in as many ways as possible because the world needs to hear it. There's so many messages out there. But man, the message of Jesus and his testimony, you know, in us is the spirit of prophecy. Right. Right. His testimony. (laughs) So that's exciting. When does that book come out? Uh, eight, eight. Okay. For the prophetic people. No, That's the, awesome. Eight, the numbers, yeah. eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. eight. Are, Tell us what that means. Eight, eight for people. <laughs> new beginnings, right. new beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's good. I'm excited. Thank yeah. you for writing that book yeah. with Stephen. I can't wait to read it. And I, I know you're going to want to order some copies of it. So that'll be powerful. Yeah. Well, this is called Hope for Today. And I always like to, to mention hope. We really got off on what I think is a good topic is discerning yeah. of spirits. I love yes. that gift. And it's, it's crucial to move forward in ministry or in life. But let's talk about hope a little bit. What are you hopeful for in your life right now? Wow. I'm hopeful to 
um, convey even greater measures of God's glory. I really believe we are part of a generation that's going to usher in the greatest move of Holy Spirit. And right. I just get excited that we're born for this time. Right. Like anytime it gets really hard, I just think, God, I was born for this. You knew right. what you were doing. So it's intense. We live in, you know, some, you know, uh, dark times, but mm-hmm. the glory of the Lord shines out of those uh, those dark times. The Renaissance came forth out of the dark ages. So right. I'm looking forward to a Renaissance. <laughs> right. I am too. Yeah. And it, there's a lot of instability globally right now yes. in the marketplace. I was reading last week, China and Brazil have decided to ditch the dollar. Yep. Uh, Today, as we're taping, uh, President Trump is being arraigned uh, for 34 felony charges. And so it doesn't matter which side you're on. This is just bizarre for our culture. It really is. Uh, Bizarre. And so I've seen that in other nations. Just didn't think we were going to see it here. But here it is. So there's a lot of shifting going on globally, a lot of shifting in the church. Mm -hmm. And as you say, there's not a better time to be alive I know. for, for prophetically and apostolically minded people, people involved in any type of marketplace ministry. Now is the time. It is. It's getting exciting. It is. And and the key in all that is just entering into that place with him where we were made to dwell, you know, right. where we um, connect with him, where we're in the world, but not of it. So we're, we're seated with him in heavenly places and then we're navigating with him um, in this this world. And so when we've gone to other countries, I talk about going to other countries, we started as missionaries. And the beautiful thing is we would go to other countries that were really oppressed or really mm-hmm. they were under communist rule, all these things. And we saw the power of God move. It, it Like right. none of that affects God's right. kingdom because he's it's unshakable. His kingdom is 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 unshakable. And so when we find ourselves in that place, we move with him unshakably and it stands out to people. Right. And like you said, um, you know, money is one of those things yeah, that gets shaken. And um, but what an opportunity for us to rise up in faith. Right. Um, I was just we were just sharing the other day that, you know, in the kingdom, God, in the kingdom of God, there there is no money, right? right? Our riches in him, like there's no money in heaven. It's simply a tool on earth. But as we find our riches in him, then it manifests right. and there's tools that we use on earth. But that's why we can't focus on money. That's why we can't focus on earthly things because they don't exist. God doesn't focus. It, it, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter focus, to him. He yeah. owns all the gold. He and silver, does. So and so really no big deal. Beholding, you know, we, we've been going into like, Okay, we need to behold God as our generous father. So beholding the generosity of God, beholding the richness of his kingdom. And the more we behold that, the more we stay in that place Mm -hmm. with him, the more than that will manifest to the world around us because we're made to shift culture. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's beautiful and we need it more than ever. So a lot of our training is like training us to, um, abide in that place with him while navigating what we discern. And that can be a challenge, especially for people who are seers, feelers, uh, because you have a lot going on in the realm of the spirit. But we get up higher into that that place where his glory goes into the throne room, into that higher place. And then we inform the spirit realm. We inform the natural realm. And so it's really a training. It's really training um, our all our senses and how to, um, you know, get up higher, getting into a higher vantage point and really understanding who we are and who God is. It sounds so simple, but when we understand we're sons and daughters and we we've been given this awesome privilege to co-labor with his heart, 
it's amazing. And then we start and faith starts to open up. It, it's amazing. It nothing's, impo nothing's impossible, you know, nothing's right. impossible. Well, for your global presence ministry and what you're doing in the DFW area, how do people get involved in your school of ministry? Yeah, well, on our website, which is globalpresence.com, we have our trainings that we we offer. Um, we'll start the next ones up in the fall again. Okay. Um, this summer, we're really holding the line in um, Watchmen with prayer and worship. We're really we're sensing that and looking for opportunities again. Where where is God moving, and how do we catch right. that wave? If you're right. like surfing, it's like mm -hmm. where is He moving? But right now, we just sense the urgency of you know kind of uh, shoring up that worship and prayer um, and looking for opportunities right. that are around. And then and then we'll start to move. We really sense a tremendous move of the spirit this fall, like okay. really kind of timing wise. You know, right. we're in that deep place of consecration, you know, grace, grace, everyone watching right. you. If you're, you, you know, actually, if you're not in the place of deep consecration, I would be, more, to be, yeah, right, I'd be more concerned because <laughs> right. God is, we're going to carry greater glory. Mm -hmm. That means our foundations need to get shored up. Right. That means we got to make sure that we're, you know, where we need to be with him. And there's grace in that, you know, there's a lot of grace, a lot of grace. Awesome. In well, well, we're talking to uh, over a hundred nations right now. Wow, what nations were you a part of in missions? Let's see. We, Africa is a big part. Um, Asia. Um, you know, we we started as missionaries to our own nation, and this was 15, 20 years ago, and that was kind of unheard right. of. But we started realizing that our nation needs it as right. much. But a lot in Africa, Asia, and now uh, South America is opening up wonderful. to us, and so it's been it's been wonderful. We have a, we have a work in Ghana, Africa. We have uh, an orphanage, or was an orphanage for um, you know, at-risk children and orphans, of course. And now um, we're, we have them in, um, uh, we have scholarship them into awesome. further education. And now we start our own school in Africa too. So Wonderful. God said, start an elementary school and we've never done anything like this before. Wow. Sound familiar? Yes. So, so many times God's saying, start a school. All right, we need your wisdom, God. We've never started a school before, but it is profound when the Lord is leading something. It right. just, it just has you just momentum. Just do it. Just say yes. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we say, just say yes. Seriously, it's really that simple sometimes, right? Because right. we can't. We want. We want as much as we think we have it figured out. We can't figure it all out anyway, yeah. so we might as well just take it step by step with him. So, but we have a work in in Africa, and um, it's been amazing to see society being transformed by the power of God's love. I mean, it really is that simple. God said, "Start with taking care of the widows and orphans, and then establish a place in my presence, and then watch transformation right. happen." So, you know, it, it's been it's been amazing to see, and then to build into the the children because they're they're the ones who are gonna we got to build into that next generation. Right. And so for them to um, to really experience who God is relationally and to see him who he, for who he is and who they are, you know, it's been powerful. And the spirit of adoption is, I mean, I feel like I, every day I'm going deeper in the spirit of adoption. We never have arrived at right. this kind of stuff, right? When we right. hear this stuff, it's like, ah, spirit of adoption keeps going deeper. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, thank you, Renee, yeah. for being here today. We covered a lot of ground today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh you can see why I'm friends with she and her husband. Aww. Delightful people and full of the love of God. And I want you to check their page out and get ready to purchase the book. It's going to be great for a prophetic library. It's fire. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's fire. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be good. So thank you again. Thank you for joining us today. And I wish you 
the very best in everything you put your hands to. Get into that place of consecration, pull in close to God, and you will be amazed at the doors that open in your life. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.